You're listening to the EFC Podcast. When I think about Canadian churches and neighborhoods, I think of Preston Buteau. The author and enthusiastic beekeeper is pastor of Lake Ridge Community Church in Chestermere, Alberta. I'm Karen Stiller at my kitchen counter, and I really enjoyed my conversation with Preston about what Lake Ridge is doing during these pandemic times and his encouragement to the Canadian church in general. There is opportunity here, friends, to be a very, very good neighbor. Preston, uh, walk us through the early days of this pandemic with Lake Ridge Community Church. How did you first respond and what did you do to get back up and moving? Yeah, well, uh, Lake Ridge Community Church has been a neighborhood church from the beginning. Uh, It was kind of built into our DNA and it was a little bit experimental. I mean, where a lot of churches build build quite a quite a body of programs you know they're they're building actual physical buildings uh, we decided that we would we would really focus on our neighbor neighborhood and let the agenda of what God was doing in the neighborhood be be our our kind of guiding light or or way way markers along the way and so uh, when when we first started Lake Ridge uh, several years ago one of the first things that that hit us was a massive flood and uh, and we you know, canceled our Sunday morning gatherings. We were out pumping out basements and spending time there, and it and it really shaped us as a community that I think can can rally during <laughs> crazy and unpredictable moments. Uh, during you know when somebody's house burns down or 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 somebody goes through some other tragedy, and so when this when this hit, we kind of looked at each other and said, "It's kind of go time for our community. How do we start?" How do we pay attention to everybody that we've been building relationships with? And so we we just we just started calling <laughs> old fashioned phone calls to everybody. We have we have a master list of kind of everybody in our community, uh, and and we just started to say, "How are you doing?" And then that opened all the doors to what we had to do next. Okay, tell me. So when you're calling uh, and you say your community, you're not just referring to the people who attend your church and have kind of signed up. You're referring to people in your broader neighborhood. Is that right? Yeah, we love we love kind of blurring the lines when we talk about our community. People say, "Wait, are you talking church community or like Chestermere City community?" And we go, "Yes, right. <laughs> uh, we 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 care for all all these people." And so so yeah, the level of connections with people. Some people will never darken the door of our of our church. Uh, uh, they have they have said as as much to us, but yet they'll still be the same people who say that they count themselves as part of our community, that they care for what's going on. They support things we, we support. And so, so these are the people that, that, that we reached out to in the very early days. Um, and yeah, everything started to unfold from, from there. Okay. And when you said go time, uh, I mean, right away, I thought go time with this is like stop time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can call people, but how else, yeah. you know, what else are you doing, Preston? And where did you get all their phone numbers? So that's like a super practical question, but I want to know. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, one of the things we do is uh, we uh, we have block parties throughout the, the city. Uh, we have been supporting block parties for a long time. I think we had 43 block parties uh, last, last year. And 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 although we don't have a master system for it, people in my neighborhood, we have about seventy three homes in my immediate na- neighborhood uh, that that I kind of pay attention to, and uh, and every every year we kind of just 
have people write their names and phone numbers down. And it was okay. great. So that when this happened, we, one of the first things I did was I got out up and down the street and I gave everybody a reminder of what my name and phone number is. And then other people started doing that, that too, reaching out and saying, Hey, remember I'm so-and-so and I can help with this and that. And so, so to kind of mobilize people to just reach out and connect and make sure everybody's fine and so on was I think one of the first steps for us. So, so we, we did, did, did that. Uh, there's a family that drives around, they fill up hot cocoa uh, and they drive around and just do drive by visits. They pull up in front of someone's house and say, and honk and people, cause they, <laughs> they said, we know everybody's home. So, so, right, so right. They, they just come and, 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 and wave other, other neighbors are setting up bonfires out in front of, of their house to kind of wave at a distance from, from, from people by and, and uh, chat, but uh, but you know things things started to really take off a little bit after that. We uh, there's uh, a woman in in our church, Melanie, and she started the Purple Cow Cookie Company that launched around the same time the pandemic took off. Uh, a a home based business, and so we decided, hey, let's let's buy cookies from her and then send them to our our brand new emergency response center in our city. And so you know, so we're just trying to make make these kind of connections between people's stories. Uh, another couple they they adopted a baby from from south africa and they were stuck in south africa and so it took a dozen people here to work together to coordinate to help them get the paperwork and get on a flight and i think that they got on one of the last flights out and now people walk by their window and have window time with their new toddler while while they're in in quarantine so these these stories would be stories that i don't think we would know about if we didn't have connections with them beforehand which are now the way that we're fueling our connection now. So, yeah, and so I love the idea of sending uh, cookies to an emergency responding team or or de- depot or whatever. That's uh, mm-hmm. that is a great idea. And so, by window time, you're literally referring to you know my daughter the other day had a visit through our open living room window with a friend who was standing six feet away. So that's what you mean by yeah. window time. Yeah, we have uh, my my wife is a is a ER nurse and she works with COVID patients every day and she'll be starting this week actually working at the main COVID clinic. So uh, a local RV company has now offered to lend trailers to frontline nurses, and we don't have room on our property, but our neighbor said we can park a trailer on their back grass so that Kelly can be close to us while she's uh, in in isolation away from our family. So these are just all the little connections that are woven together. And I think we just, as a church, we just like to place ourselves in the middle of the unfolding story in our community. And, uh, and, you know, kind of as the, as the spirits moving in different ways, we get, get to pay attention and then join, join in and participate with that. As you, as the pastor or one of the pastors are doing sort of pastoral care of your own members, what are you sensing um, from the people in your church who are, you know, in lockdown, are they doing okay? What are you having to sort of give to them right now? Yeah, we are, we are finding some people are doing okay. Uh, They are, they're able to, to, to be helpers to the rest of, of the community. Uh, There are other people, especially seniors, um, maybe don't have connection to some of the technology like Zoom calls or FaceTime and so on. And so, so we still haven't quite figured out how to kind of help help them stay stay connected uh others um when i facetime people some people just immediately start 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 crying uh just just feeling the overwhelming sense of 
of seeing somebody that you know and love, but not being able to touch, hug, or or be be near. And so, so there's just the wide range of emotions. And so we are starting to then dig into some of the, you know, uh, historical Christian spiritual practices as as kind of really helpful tools that maybe we haven't always carried at the forefront. And we're now digging in and and rediscovering those um, in this very surreal time that, uh, that that we're all facing. Yeah, tell me more about that, Preston. And are you so are you encouraging your church members to uh, adopt these spiritual disciplines? You mean? Yeah, yeah. So every Sunday morning, we uh, do a little message. Uh, it's me or the other pastor, Evan DeWald, who sh- who shares kind of speaking into a camera, which is not typical for us. Uh, but these aren't really typical times. And so we'll we'll share a pretty a pretty short homily, and then we'll go on a big Zoom call where we have you know fifty, sixty, seventy people who are kind of joining in to to then talk. together and we do breakout rooms and we do this but at the beginning of that one of us will then talk about a spiritual practice and so so we've been talking about journaling quite a bit we're re-exploring ways of of prayer we're digging into reading our bible with some new eyes how how do you read scripture through through the, the lens of this pandemic and ask questions of it um and and each other we are also doing kind of weekly story times for for kids on online and uh, and and we're also just joining in. Alpha started this 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 online alpha, and so we are doing doing that too. I think I think a lot of people in our community are just kind of rediscovering um, parts of their faith, or maybe they have time to ask some big questions again. And and we're, we're discovering we can we can facil- facilitate that. Oh, that's wonderful. So, I mean, this kind of dumb cliche that's actually really annoying me right now, but it it is true that with a crisis comes opportunity. So what opportunity are you seeing right now then uh, in your community and neighborhood and all that? Yeah. Interesting. I was just talking with the head of our denomination and, uh, and we were just reflecting on saying that, you know, churches that were, uh, you know, missionally minded had their eyes on their neighborhood, no, no quite precisely what to do right, right now. Uh, we've been practicing it and now we can step, step, step in. And so, uh, the, so it is maybe less opportunistic because we've been doing it just now the door is kind of wide open for, for people to, to reach out. Uh, but some communities that we know of that maybe haven't been practicing this have been maybe more of a come and see type, uh, set up as, as a church or, or culture, uh, maybe are, are floundering a little bit in the way that they can respond. And so, uh, so it is, it is kind of what you've been doing becomes maybe um, exponentially mag- magnified under these conditions. And so, uh, so I am, I am, you know, very, very much hopeful that some of the best qualities of our churches will start to be magnified here too, right? Uh, that, that we can turn and see our, our neighbors in some, in some fr- fresh ways. And, uh, and and realize that the investment of time to get to know names and phone numbers and emails and addresses all all these things which 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 we invest quite a bit of time in doing which sometimes don't seem very quantifiable when you're you know running programs and trying to keep 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 a church going uh, they seem like uh, well those that's just the name of a person why is that important in the big scheme but i think we are starting to realize that these people are real. We've seen them as real. And now in these times, all the more, this is actually the most important thing that we have is this list of names and people and, you know, anecdotal stories. And so we are leaning in into it and it's, and it's pretty fun the way people are then leaning back into our community too. 
Yeah, well, they must be appreciating what you're doing. And just, um, I mean, there's so many lonely, isolated people before this pandemic struck um, that I'm sure whether they're saying it or not, they must be grateful to you and your church for reaching out to them now. Well, we are. uh, Yeah, I mean, we we are part of the fabric of, of this community. And I think we have always aim to be just a really good, good, good partner. You know, we are in a post-Christendom culture where I think people are or have been somewhat skeptical and wondering, you know, is the church looking for a kickback here? You know, is there, are they trying to convert us in some sort of way? And I think all the way along over the, you know, near, near decade that Lake Ridge has been here in Chestermere, we have, I think, I think people have seen the track record that we are just seeking to do what Jesus invited us to do, which is love all our neighbors. And so, uh, so that is, uh, and then to continue to do it in, in these times, I think is, 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 is fantastic. So when they opened the, the emergency response center, they invited us to come and, and, and pray for it. Uh, and then I'm on, on call to be able to respond to those who are just putting in tons of hours there, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, reach out and just, just be a, be a voice of, uh, of, I guess, uh, comfort and, and, uh, and, and, and attentiveness. Okay. So sort of a chaplain to the caregivers, I guess. I love that. Um, one thing we're trying to do here at the EFC and faith today with, and with the podcast and just online is gather ideas that maybe can help other churches and maybe churches who are not as far along on the, you know, missional neighborhood presence journey as Lake Ridge might be. So, um, just if you, you've already given us lots of great ideas, but if you could uh, share maybe two or three of the most effective things you think churches could be doing right now. And, you know, maybe it is a church that has not been present in a neighborhood, or maybe it's a downtown church that's not actually in the heart of the neighborhood that they're serving. Yeah, I think solve I think, it, Preston. <laughs> well, I, I think I think uh, you know uh, some of the best things that that we ever learned we learned in 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 kindergarten, right? And so, in some ways, we are going back to some fundamentals here to really take seriously Jesus' invitation to love God and 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 love our our neighbors. And I think I think the way that 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 I would frame it is, um, I think the cool gift that the church in Canada has been given right now is. We actually don't, for at least the next few weeks or months, we don't have a church system to sustain. Uh, for a moment in time, we don't have to think too hard about Sunday morning services. We don't have to think too hard about our huge um, uh, programs or events coming up or conferences we are hosting. Uh, we are rendered down into some of the most basic building blocks of, of, of our community, even though we are isolated from each other. And and I think churches would do really, really well, in my opinion, to just live into that and 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 enjoy this season. Uh, pastors can call people again. Just spend your days calling, FaceTiming, reaching out, obscure names of people that you that you haven't seen in a few years. Reach out and say, "Hey, how how are things going?" I think doing that then opens doors to what you should be doing next. And I think when we talk about a recovery or, you know, life after COVID-19, if there's going to be such a thing, I think we will, you know, the muscle memory that we've maybe lost uh, as churches to actually care for real people, I think we, we, we have a chance to kind of flex that and exercise that a bit in, in these times. And so part of me doesn't really want to prescribe what to do, but mostly who to put your attention on 
And Jesus seemed pretty clear in Paul too, in saying, put your attention on neighbors, on people near nearby, and the rest almost will take take care of itself. And so we haven't had to force our spiritual practices or force some of our gatherings, uh, some of our conversations, because when you love your neighbor well and Jesus is in it, he is the one that prompts us to to start talking about things that are close to 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 to, to his heart. Yeah, it's really early to ask or maybe answer this, but I'm going to anyway, I'm just, how do you think this will change how we do church in Canada? Assuming this goes on for weeks, which it seems clear that it will. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read a poem. It's like, it's like 20 words. It's a super short poem from, from Eugene Peterson. Uh, We know Eugene, you know, translated the message and wrote some, some, in my opinion, really fantastic books for, for, for pastors particularly, but he also wrote a little uh, he, he also wrote poetry, and this is one that 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 he wrote about prayer. He said, "I got to get my poetry voice out." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, I've never had an answered prayer or unanswered. There's a clearing away or darkening over, a quickening pulse or slowing step. Not getting, but getting in on God, being there. It's a super little short short poem, but. I like the way that he talks about it. He says, never had answered or answered prayer, but rather it's not getting, but getting in on God and being there. And 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 I think what what we're discovering as a church is is I think sometimes our prayers are, you know, how do we get from God in our neighborhood or from each other or for our church uh, or for the kingdom of of God? And 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 I think Eugene Peterson's little poem kind of reorients us and says it isn't about getting from God but getting in on God for our neighbors, with our neighbors, and, and each other. And I think it's this joining in, this, this, this participatory, you know, co-conspiring with, with, with God's work um, helps us to then show, show up. And I think that the church, um, the church is maybe being invited to show up. 90% of any of our success at Lake Ridge is just being there, just showing up and and being the people with with the heart open and attentive, believing God's already there in in front of us. And so, uh, so I don't. Th- I think we we are going to do away with some silver bullet uh, tricks um, over the next season, uh, if I can be so, so so brash and and consider that maybe we are about to enter into just a time of really humble open handedness to to what God's doing in our in our places. Preston, you have a, a newspaper column, or I think it's still active, right? Called Into the Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And at the end of your columns, I've noticed you do. Uh, I won't call it a blessing, but it it feels like a blessing. You you end with language like "May you," you know, and then do this or think that or feel this, but "May you." So I would love to invite you uh, as we wrap up. To, um, to give us a may you <laughs> to the Canadian church, whether it's a blessing or some kind of benediction or, or whatever, but give us some of that may you language and encouragement as we wrap up today. Oh, I like it. Yeah, what a, what a, what a great way to, to end. So uh, to my dear church in Canada, my brothers and sisters, the community of people who are in isolation apart, but gathered together as a family, uh, adopted into the life of God and Jesus. May may you know that you are loved. May you know that you are seen wherever you are. 
And may you see the people around you in your neighborhood and your place as real and beloved too. And may you uh, sense God's presence moving through your neighborhood. And may you know that you are invited to get in on what God is doing all around you and that you can simply be there because God's spirit is there with you too. So go in peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the invitation and bless you as you are sitting wherever you are in your living room. And I am here in mine. I'm a kitchen counter girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know everybody is home right now. So bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Preston. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To listen to more and to subscribe to Faith Today, Canada's Christian magazine, please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.